Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So you've been working hard, haven't you? Well, you know, yes. You look like you haven't been working hard the way you've just rolled your eyes. Well, I just, it's, this isn't work to me. Okay. It's easy. Oh, that's good. We're uh, born to do this. But you've got a um, you've got a, a day off, haven't you? Yeah, one of the rare ones. Yeah, day off next uh, next next week. All right. Well, got big plans for it. What are you going to do? You're going to just chill out? Nah, what well, am a day off? I so, chill out enough at work. Yeah, but chill out okay. Okay. what are you going to do? Recharge the old batteries? Well, in a way. In okay. a way. Okay. So, what, so what, what do you, you mean? What do you do on a day off? Well, well what was your idea of charging new batteries? I don't know, maybe, you know, relax a little bit, get some nice food, go to the gym, you know, re- replenish one's energy supplies, that kind of thing. I'm looking to expel energy in one way. Okay. Yeah. So what, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to be expelling it from my penis. <laughs> what? You're going to be expelling energy. energy from your penis? I don't get it, Flav. <laughs> what are you going to do on your day off? Probably strippers. Strip, <laughs> Probably strippers. Strippers or something, yeah. I've got I've got an idea, and I want to see if you're up for it. I know you're obviously, you know, you're happy in your relationship, and you're having a baby, and you're buying a house, and I'm doing none of those things. <laughs> so I need to fill my life with something when I'm not at work. So you're going to go and re- see, see some strippers. <laughs> see some strippers. Where have you got this idea from? Why Why are you doing that? It's weird. Uh, it's not. It's, I'm being influenced by footballers. <laughs> I'm going to drive to Bournemouth because you're an impressionable lad. I am. I'm impressionable. I'm going to drive to Bournemouth and I'm going to go and see some strippers because um, you know I don't dr- drink much and I feel like um, I need to expel some energy from my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that in a stripper? I'm not sure. You maybe well, I've got this all wrong. I don't know, mate. You, you're, the, you're the expert. Why don't you ask Adam Lallana and Jordan Henderson? Well. I'm gonna, we're going to try and get into the minds and psyche of Adam Lallana and Jordan Henderson. Who are, the, who are other footballers that you look up to, that you'd copy? I'd copy... And have you copied people before? Um, yeah, I copy people on a daily basis, <laughs> even now. I've been copying your look. I'm <laughs> yeah. growing my hair out, I'm going to get a hair bun soon. I've got the glasses, we look like each other. I look up to you, like my older brother. That's why I'm disappointed you're not there. To well, I'm not surprised, to, come. to be honest with you. Why don't you come with me to the strip shit point in Bournemouth? Ty's listening. See, I thought you said my mum. My mum. My mum. My mum. Do you know what said to me the other day? She said to me, "She says, uh, oh, I've, I've watched you. I've watched your blog. I've watched your blog. Uh, it's good, isn't it?" I was like, "Mum, please, don't, don't you're not. You, this isn't for you. Yeah, mum, this is not for you. Um, 
No, I swear. No. Uh, Flav talks about expelling things from his... Um, well, it's a human thing. It's a human re- norm. It's normal. I can't even say it now. So I know my mum might be... I feel a bit awkward ...watching slash listening. Should we get on with the pod? She won't watch this, though. I mean, she won't watch this because it's not available on our blog. Right. Um, and so she hasn't got a- the, the... AKA YouTube. Yeah. She hasn't got the... She doesn't listen to it on podcasts, you mean? No, she actually just sometimes does. But what she used to do to fall asleep... <laughs> To treat that how you want, nice. uh, but but now she's been enjoying watching the blog. My mum knows K- killing our YouTube, uh, k- killing our demographic analytics. That's all right. Um, and my mum knows all about my um... expelling. No, oh, no, not that. Jesus, no. But oh, so it's fine when it's my mum that's <laughs> listening, but now it's your mum. Well, my mum doesn't listen. But visiting the, the visiting the um, the strip joints. Your mum knows about. Going yeah, she knows to strip. about. She's been working with me to make sure that I stop. So it's my day off, and I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> All right. Well, um, get on with the pod. Let's let's talk about it in a bit more detail. Nice. The long ball street. Is that mine? I'm just going to introduce it. I'm going to ask you on the pod. I just found it on the floor. He <laughs> <laughs> probably was. <laughs> I'm rolling. All right. And sound? That's a good start. Hello and welcome to the Long Ball Street Podcast. Today we're here with nobody, it's just me and you, Matt. I know, I like it when it's like this. And Craig. Craig's always here. He's always there, just sitting there. The most reluctant uh, contributor to all of Ball Street content. You never see him, he gets freaked out if you point a camera at him. You get the the odd bit of a voice you get. It's Chelsea related usually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's a Chelsea fan, but I don't hate on him. he, um, he, He... there was one time I put in the camera. He's always been calm, always been really nice. He's, he's, he's very polite. He's a very calm man. Yeah, yeah. And then until I pointed my You've, phone camera at him once. You even did it fluster him. He, he goes, I told you I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> like that. You can actually see it. It's in a talking ball show. I really like it when people that are usually calm flip out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of my favourite things. When you find that little thing that knocks. Because then they're still not scary. But it's surprising. Yeah. And you think, oh, there's more depth to Craig than I thought. It used to be a puddle, but now he's an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> definitely water-based. Yeah, something water-based. Uh, so, as people probably know by now, we also record this stuff yeah. for YouTube. That's right. And I found one of your hairbands on the floor. Hang on, what, how, have you just gone from, we usually, Craig's a puddle, yeah. to, just we, we record this to I found a fucking Just feel, just feel like you might want that. Anyway, uh, I will use that. Yeah. Yes, right, uh, it's uh, definitely one of mine. A good podcast uh, last week with Loz, but no guests this week. So we thought we'd rattle through some of the mm. talking points in football this week. That's right. So we've got a couple of little formats, haven't we? We do for the podcast. Yep. And sometimes we do this where we we get about four different subject matters and we just chat through it. Yeah. Um, and it's really this is governed by schedule this week. So I've got a very busy yeah. week, and this was the time, wasn't We're all it? Busy, Matt. Oh, mate. Well. Uh, why have you got so a laptop and I don't? 
because it makes you look like you're like the guy and I'm just your mate who turns up every now and then. Why have we both got glasses on as well? We always have. Do you realise we've both got glasses on? We always have glasses on. Why have you got a camouflage uh, oh, yeah. jacket on? Well, that's because, so we didn't know we were doing the podcast today yeah. until today. Yes. And I happen to be wearing a black t-shirt again. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, I'm camouflaged. If you're watching on video. So this is, a, this is actually, um, this is just something that's in the office. Yeah. It's not, I don't wear this. For those that watch on YouTube, I don't walk around <laughs> with this on. And I actually bought this um, for an old, an ex-girlfriend, actually. You bought it for her? I bought it for her um, she kind a of few a, years ago, before, a big girl? before camo was a thing. No, um, no. Because it fits you. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. She's not a big, I'm not a big guy though, am I? No, but you're, you're not well, feminine looking. Fem- no, I'm not feminine looking. Exactly. Well... <laughs> I'm in touch with my feminine side. Yeah, you're pretty. We all are. Well, not pretty. Uh, handsome. Pretty. Pretty average. Pretty average. Oh, don't, yeah. don't, don't beat yourself give up. Over. Yeah, give over. Give uh, But yeah, so I'm wearing this. So it don't matter. You don't need to, in the comments, be going, oh, oh what's that? wearing that. Why is he wearing that? It's got a man fuck, bun. Who cares? Why is he got- <laughs> I, but I don't walk around like this. You'll never see me with this outside. Although it has got a Raiders badge on. It's my favourite NFL team. What we're saying is grow up. Me? No. Oh, them? Them, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have to grow up. Do what you want. I'm already grown up. Uh, all grown up. Um, yeah, so, uh, what, <laughs> all grown up. What are, we, what are we talking about this week? Well, we've, got a few, we, we, we've actually got a few bits to talk about, but one of the bits that we're going to... We've de- decided, and when I say decided... Um, Literally. Just moments ago, hmm. um, to introduce something that is almost a, a vessel uh, or a means by which people can... Ask us questions. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's called pod questions. Pod questions. It's, it's, that's genius. Hashtag pod questions. Just in case anyone doesn't understand what we're getting at, you yeah. really think about that title. Yeah. So we, we we love the comments. We do tend to read through them actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know I do. I do always. Um, it's all about the people. Yeah. For the love of it. And we we get some, but but we want this to be a specific way to ask us questions. Then what we're going to do is we're going to start to answer these questions. On a week-to-week basis. And where did this come from? You, you you saw a good comment on on Talking Balls last week. It was a Talking Balls comment, uh, which I'd seen, because yeah. I get the notifications sometimes on my phone. And it came through, and it was actually on Talking Balls, which we fucked up, because Talking Balls this week, by the way, was amazing. Yeah, I was quite proud of that one. It's, it's a beautiful Talking Balls. Yeah. Uh, but we put it up... Along with loads of other content, yeah, it, and it, it just cannibalised the It audience. went up just before they put up a load of other content, which which makes no sense, but it kind of killed the, the, the number of views for that. But um, So this one is question one of pod questions, even though it doesn't say that. And what it was, was it's Total Team Talk, Yep. who said, as you have a QPR fan, a Huddersfield fan, and a Charlton fan on the channel... You should do a lower league show. Lower league football doesn't get the exposure it deserves. It doesn't, absolutely doesn't. And I think uh, it would be an amazing thing once we have, once we're fully established in terms of, you know, we have an audience that will, will engage with everything we do. So I think that's the risk. Well, it is. Uh, so I think that the, the beautiful thing about this, right, is that what I love about this is that me and Jed, who's the Arsenal fan, and James, Charlton, who's the, yeah. uh, sorry, Arsenal, Jed, Jed Charlton. Sorry, Jed and everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Jed. Jed's a, um, a Charlton fan. James is a QPR fan, and I'm the Huddersfield fan. We've because me and Jed are both sort of business um, 
facing people. So we yeah, the majority of your time is is the business side. Ninety nine percent. Yeah, it. this is just a podcast that we did just because kind of um, keeps you sane. Yeah, it's just fun, isn't it? To yeah. actually just chat about something that isn't kind of like speaking to clients and stuff like that. Um, but we've never been on a video together, no. and Jed just does the odd thing. Um, and for somebody to have put that few things together, mm. and to co- we, we, firstly is cool because yeah. it shows that people are actually listening, and it, you know, and, and that we've got their attention in a way, which I think is a beautiful. We're thing. We're not just talking to ourselves, exactly. Um, but the second thing, which I think is fucking beautiful about this, and this is what I really love about it, is that what he's asking for here is actually what our complete ambition is. It was. Yeah, when you started, but when, when Bull Street was set up, it was yeah. about that, treating and, every league like the Premier League. Yes, and, and it remains our ambition. Um, however, we don't have the resources that people have got. Mm. We've never sat here with, you know, like people, Channel started with a couple of million, mm. or they're a business that's huge here, and they've ventured into um, video because they see that it's this big marketplace and it's, it's not a big opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or even if it's people like... Um, traditional media company like a talk sport or even a sun or someone like that yeah that's actually got all this stuff happening and they're able to quite easily go oh we should do this video stuff as well right yeah. because we're already making radio or news we're kind of building seven. it from the ground up we're building it from the ground with our hands. exactly with our bare hands um so i love this question i love you noticing this um and he even so i replied to this guy at the time saying mate we'd so love to do that one day my friend one day and he even replied and get the south end fan involved so he's this guy's can you know knows us he's referring to Callum there mm. he knows what we're trying to do and he wants actually what we're setting out to do and this is something we want to provide I want there to be a Huddersfield town fan TV I want there to be a site where there's content that speaks to fans um, not in a patronising way because mm. I just think so much traditional media um, sits there and goes do you know what we'll tell you what's happening well, the, the reason why fan media is, is rising and has risen so so um, violently and, and aggressively into this market is because people, I think, want an alternative viewpoint on it. And it's just it's honest, common sense, honest, yeah. Something that's honest. And, and, they, and they, we, I understand that a pundit can't talk about Tottenham in the way I can because he doesn't have the, there's not enough yeah. hours of the day for him to understand my football club. Exactly. So um, yeah, it's good. It's a great comment, and, and, and like you say, people are, are kind of aware of this sort of stuff, and that there are many viewpoints. And while that we haven't we haven't produced lower league specific content. We are having conversations constantly in the office about lower league stuff and uh, and thinking about how we can get it into us into the stuff we do. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. I was trying desperately then uh, yeah. to find another comment to talk about. Well, or another question. But if this is going to be a main part of the podcast going forward, we're going to you know be talking about your questions, answering them. Oh, so, hang on, here's a point that's all made. By the way, you guys should put the microphone stand stuck on the left side of the guest or on the right side of Flav. Does that mean because he wants my face covered? Yeah, I think sure. it does, yeah. I don't know. Um, but we, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. The mic, This is one of your bugbears, this mic, isn't it? You I hate, fucking hate this mic. You hate it. Like, forget that it makes brilliant sound and everyone can hear it. That's not important. You just, you this hate thing... It. What's this? The crane. <laughs> the crane. That's the crane. Love the crane. Uh, the, yeah, I hate the crane. We'll figure out a way. I we know want, it's, it's one a... day, one day, as well as providing a great service of, of content to fans, um, we'll be able to also have, have our own individual microphone. Yeah. That would be desk standing, preferably. It's going to happen. Just and we'd have one each. Just so we'll have one each. So that we could talk at the same time and still kind of pick it up. What are you looking, but, Craig, what, Craig, just give me the eye. What are you... What? Someone should send one in, really. Yeah, someone should. Yeah, if anyone out there makes great microphones or indeed sells them or can can procure them, Mm. uh, 
Black Friday prices. Yeah, just send them, send them through. For oh, but the other thing, yeah, so it was just to make the point about Ball Street. Oh, no, that was the one. It was a 100K one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, so this yeah. time we should have 100K. Yeah, let, should we find the guy's name? <clears throat> do you want to start telling us why we haven't got 100K? Um, it's a very difficult thing to do to get 100,000 people to subscribe and become invested in your in your channel. So mm. for a start, that's, that's part of the reason. We, yeah. we ultimately, Ball Street is... Is a few years old, but really have only been putting, um, concentrating on building that YouTube and audience for the last six or seven months. So we have achieved something by getting to forty yeah. k, which is pretty yeah. much where we're at now. And we're not quite at forty, but yeah, and it's Rustam Bagirov. Yeah, who sounds like he's um, I don't know European. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what he said is, how the fuck has Ball Street not hit hundred k subs yet? One of my favourite channels for football related stuff. Absolutely love it. And then a couple more. I've waged in on that, which I like. Mm. Uh, Carlos David said, fuck knows, mate, maybe because fans are partisan. Mm. It is growing slower than club sites, but then he put quality content. And then someone else put, I didn't subscribe until recently. I watched a few off the back of Redman TV and they started talking over my recommended, taking over my recommended videos and recently uploaded more, uploaded the more I watched. I've never missed a new vid Good. if I've subbed, probably the same. So, yeah, the, the point is here is that um, there are certain things you have to do to build a channel. We, can't, we know that. There are certain things to do with um, um, consistency of uploads um, over a long period of time, ultimately. It's like feeding a machine. Mm. And whereas the channel, we started the channel a few years ago, we've never sat there with money. Like, Copper started with a couple of million quid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Fremantle or somebody, but they've started with, with money and There's resources. Money them, yeah. Whereas what we, we haven't done that, so we've had to, uh, everything we've had to do is had to wipe its face. Mm. We, we've had to um, ultimately make money from working with brands in social media, in terms of making video, in terms of giving them uh, ideas and things like that, in order to then bootstrap the development of a Ball Street YouTube channel and the things that we want to do with Ball Street. Mm. Um, so everything that we've done here, the likes of you, and your salary and things like that, okay. we've had to ultimately make that money elsewhere in order to do to, in order to kind of do that. Yeah. So and I am expensive. He's really expensive. The, this glory don't come for free. <laughs> money, money, very well spent, obviously. Cheers. But but that takes uh, that takes a little while, and uh, we've only really been going for about six months, haven't we? Properly. Yeah. So hopefully, oh, and it's also collabs. You know, fact of the matter is, people pay big YouTubers, big channels to appear in their video and drive audience. We don't pay for things like that because we, we haven't got money to do that. We Flav takes it all. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, look, thank you again for the, for the, for the comment and thanks for caring. Um, thank you for any future questions using hashtag pod questions. Yep. You can do that on Twitter. At Long Ball Street. Or you could do it on YouTube. It's easier if it's on this video. Yeah, a lot, a lot easier. But, but if you do it on other videos as well, hashtag pod questions, I'm sure that... Uh, if you use hashtag pod questions, we can find. And if you leave comments on any of our videos, you look at like you said, we 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 do read the comments, so we you know we can pull across any anything decent we see. Yeah. But yeah, hashtag pod questions. And so that'd be great. Got, please continue to post this on YouTube. We will. We will because obviously it helps the ego. Yeah, it's it helps me get up in the morning in more ways than one. <laughs> I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm talking about getting hard on when I wake up. But just in case you didn't realise. Should we move on to the podcast topics? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Go on. So what we got? We got, uh, well, I think the Rooney saga. And I, I looked I looked at this and I thought, I'm just sick of playing Rooney and I'm sick of hearing all these stories. But then it came out that Lallana and Henderson visited a strip club 
which makes it altogether more interesting. See, that, that's what caught your attention, isn't it? The strip, strip club. club. Well, you, I, I hate strip clubs. Do you go to strip clubs? No, I have been. I've been to a few in my work in my life. Um, and Where? I, uh, I went to one in Germany. Um, Stag do. No, just, European away day. just went over there on my own. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was a European away day, <laughs> and uh, it might have been Prague actually. And Different basically, country. went out. And all my brothers, which was a bit weird, like all my brothers in there, which I can kind of get my head around. But my dad was there as well, and there was a, a, a long, a young at woman. From well, he was just standing at the bar and <laughs> on a table. Cool. And this woman, obviously, because the the, the, the the strippers' jobs are there to kind of engage and talk to you and make you feel like well, that's how they get paid right yeah that's they make you feel like you owe them owe them yeah and another dance yeah to a dance okay. and obviously my dad is he's a respectful gentleman even though he's a plumber or was a plumber you know you'd expect plumbers to smash it up in a in a in a, in a strip point but yeah my dad weren't interested which was good as his son to see you know your dad not get trundled off for a dance it's not something I really want to be able to ever, ever <laughs> trundled off <laughs> don't come back for three hours yeah spent a tie around his spent head spent all my inheritance lipstick all over his face oh Jesus yeah. anyway my brother did my brother went for a dance and in this strip club they had this very strange system of they wouldn't go behind a curtain which is normal for these sort of things but that you'd that you'd had a cylinder a metal cylinder and inside this metal cylinder was a, a round table and a seat for the punter to sit in and the woman would dance on the table and Get a minge out on that, and then is that all right? That's not sexist. Minge is just the word minge. It's just a. It's not a nice word, is it? To just drop in. You've there. got an issue with names of lady parts. Well, I I know, do, last do, week you recorded res- vagina. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> no. It's just like, come on, poo poo. I don't know. <laughs> Like, whatever. Look, Maybe it's because I'm going to have a, uh, a daughter and I'm, I'm like, my life's got more serious. But no, I mean, you're right. I you're just, right. I but I'm not going to have a daughter, and um, you can't stop me from being who I am. <laughs> I'm not this person. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. So he, my brother goes off for a dance, and yeah. these these cylinders on timers, like ten minute timers, and after the ten minute goes, sort of turns around, it t- takes away the kind of romance of it. But the, after ten minutes, so it's like the voice, a little bit like that. So it's all of a sudden it's like pressing the, uh, the turn round, and you can uh, exactly. Yeah. But you don't press the button to turn around. Just after a timer, it, it comes round like that, yeah. and the whole the, the cylinder comes round, and then you're open to everybody. So this is after ten minutes. He does this. The cylinder turns around and was like, Ryan's been a long while. They look up there and Ryan, my brother, yeah. the stripper is sitting down and my brother's in his pants swinging him, singing him around in the air. And he's spent his money on a stripper to give her a dance because he thought it would be funny and it, it was funny actually. Jeez. Kind of turned it around. He got kicked out. Jeez Louise. He got kicked out. Yeah. European okay. away days. Like, we were talking about this in the office. Like when you were on a European away day in football. Yeah. There's things you wouldn't dream of doing or thinking about that the minute you go on a European away trip become... Acceptable. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't want to what? go into any more details. On, than give that. us just one. Prostitutes is one. Jesus, what? <laughs> what? I'm just, you asked me to say it. So, are you tra- fact, <laughs> crying out loud? Categorically, I've never ever visited a lady of the night. Though I don't have any issue with that. If a woman wants to use her body to make money, then that's entirely her prerogative. All I'm saying is that football fans, specifically men. Uh, change the minute they go go on holiday yeah, with other men, that? especially around football. It's like yeah. normal, yeah. So um, yeah, all right. But anyway, back to Lalana and Henderson. Yeah, I have some terrible stories actually, but because I've come into this without thinking, I'm not just going to start wading into some of these stories. No, don't because mm, it'll be bad. Yeah, it will be bad, and um, this is life. No, it's not. Uh, so Lalana and Henderson, essentially, they've gone. To a strip bar. Right, so the story is that, uh, obviously, after... In fact, tell me it through their eyes. 
first so, person. So, so yeah, so you're gone. You're so, Lalana. Like, uh, if, if England played yet? Yeah, England have played. Who like against? Our, Rooney. Like, I'm a Rooney. I've, like, you've seen Wayne. Wayne Rooney. He's pissed as a. F- well, he was going to come strip club of us, weren't he? So am I, John Anderson? Now? You, you be, you be. Yeah, Anderson. I've been Lalana. Yeah, he's in Rooney. He's pissed out of his skull. Yeah, he's probably going to shag them two birds upstairs. Right. He's going to take them upstairs, definitely. I might call the son. <laughs> yeah, call the son. But after before that, like, how do you, do you fancy driving all the way to Bournemouth uh, and going to a strip pub? Yeah, of course I do. I mean, it's not far, is it? Hundred, hundred mile round trip, easy to go for us. We've got fast cars. <laughs> we have got fast cars. Can we I'm, speed? Yeah, probably. Brilliant. Then I'm not drinking as well because I'm teetotal. Okay, I yeah. might have a couple. Am yeah. I teetotal? I think you are rather than I am. I've just right. read the notes. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they go there and they. they, they it's. Uh, my question and how this comes about is it isn't so much. Uh, it's about how they're treated. Because last week we did this thing called, with Mind Hubble Huddle. Mind, yeah, the Mindshare. Mind Share, we, we did this kind of conference. Uh, loads of people turned I heard up. You, re- you nailed that as well. You really, really I thought, yeah, we did all right. Well, it's easy because you're talking about football. You're yeah. asking us to talk about football and talk about Bull Street, and I can do those things. Okay. So it, that, that wasn't a difficult thing to do. But, um, you know, one of the subjects, and we're talking to Alex Scott, who is also on the panel, you know, the yeah. international footballer. Arsenal ladies' captain. Yeah. and Lovely the, lady as well. She's, she scores 15 goals a season from right back. Does she? Yeah. Do you know what? I even played a mate of mine. Um, Junior, yeah, um, we play on FIFA every now and again, right? Oh, you can and play as a women's lady. Yeah, so we played as women's, and he was USA and I was England, and I put um, Alex Scott in just, yeah. just because it's Alex. What was she rated? Um, oh, I forget. The, so the women's ratings, they don't rate them according to men's, right? So it's not like uh, women's are all fifty or something. Yeah, like not should men they? are eighty. Yeah, I'm just giving you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're like eighty. I think she's maybe like eighty or something like that. I forget now. Can you um, can you mix women I want, and I want three nil. Oh, good. Well, that's important. Did you? Did, can you mix <laughs> women and men, Matt, in this game? Because they're talking I'm about not equality. Sure, you can. They're talking about equality. Maybe they should do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you can play men against in the next women. One. In yeah. the next one, maybe. Yeah, but what, at least, so one of the things she was talking about on this panel is about being footballers being treated as human beings first. Mm. You know, not forget they are footballers; they have responsibility, but ultimately they're f- human beings. It's true, yeah. And you know, when you're drinking, right? Yeah. It's so easy to go past the point where you can't return. So turn. Oh, yeah. Like you're pissed. So after you've two, you've gone. You've gone. You're stupid, and you're reinvested, and now your brain's thinking a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. You're, sort of, you're not making logical decisions. Yeah. I, that happens to me around after about two and a half pints. I'll Is start right? thinking. Right, I'm ready to finish this now you go quite early then well, I just get my, I'm not drunk by that stage but I'm, I'm, I'm infused with the well, idea of getting drunk you're lubricated socially you lubricated. feel loose yeah you're quite willing to to be Mani- a, come out of your shell a little manipulated bit into going to a strip bar right okay. that could happen okay in Bournemouth 100 miles away yeah <laughs> so this is why that was what happened they were pissed next thing yeah they're, they're next thing they're in a, they're in a car Hendo's going I'm not sure this is a good idea, but the kind of he's gone past the point of where it's socially acceptable to say, "Can you turn the car around?" So he's driving there okay. against his will. So where were where where did they start off? I don't know. But, but were they in Liverpool or were they in Manchester? No, it would have been in... around England, so it would have been they've probably been in London, right? And, and then, but they've gone to Bournemouth. So there, there must be a girl at this strip bar that they're particularly fond of, surely. Maybe that would be an assumption, but that is categorically don't know. Both of them have partners that we don't know. Okay, but um. Well, one of the strippers said, "We see them in here all the time." 
Or we see Lalana in there all the time. Right. They also said that he used to be a nice guy, but it's all gone to his head. So he's changed. He's changed a bit. Adam Lalana's changed. Yeah, and that's not the first time I've heard this. Referees talked about him, Lalana, saying he used to be really polite, and uh, he's kind of changed as he's got a bit older. And he's got a bit more established as an England player. Have you it must be hard, though, to keep your feet on the floor. I mean, yeah. look, it's easy for us to sit here as just mere mortals, and... But people that go through a big change where they become popular, they get exposure. So, you know, in YouTube terms, someone like, I don't know, KSI or Spencer or, you know, even to a lesser degree, but True Geordie or even Robbie or someone like that. Um, It's hard to not be effective as a human. Yeah, it must be that they, all of a sudden, people are queuing up to... To chat to you, yeah. to wanting a piece of you, you've got that big audience. They're feeding feeding your ego. Yeah, so that must be hard. But then if you're a bloody footballer mm. and you're kind of in this country on a real pedestal yeah. and you're scoring for England, you're scoring in these finals, you're getting paid all this cash, it must be so... It, it, it's hard to sit here and go, oh, what a dick, you've changed. Yeah. Of course they've changed. Yeah. The, the the world's changed around them because for a while, I'm sure Adam Lallana, although he's fairly handsome, I guess, and I'm sure he's he's got great charisma when he talks. Um, but if he's going up, if if before sure he's out he? on the, um, he's going out and talking to women, and they're like, all right, yeah, you're okay. Mm. But now everyone knows who he is. So maybe the world's kind of changed rather than him in a way. Because now it's like people are... He's re- the world's reaction to him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of maybe not him that's changed. Maybe the world's reaction has, which kind of makes you then have to filter things, which means that rather than before you're just going around doing your business, but now you've got to take a selfie with everyone every two minutes. Yeah. That, you're going to get to the point where it's like, look, I can do one more, or let me finish my food, or I'm fucking late. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so maybe yeah. he's not a dick, but maybe just he can't give... You can't give everyone that wants a piece of you a piece of you no and, and yeah at some point you're gonna, as a human being you're going to get tired yeah. and, or, and you're going to slip up and you're going to accidentally drive 100 miles to a strip bar uh-huh. this sort of stuff happens but I, I, you know I think you just give them a break a little bit I mean I, you know like you're talking about the world train and the, the world what changes around them oh yeah yeah and, and, you, and you I was new that I never thought that before but it is true isn't it yeah, the world absolutely. changes around them as much as they change yeah and, and what, what do you do when things around you change you adapt as a human being you adapt and that's sure. not also always in the most positive way but generally it's in a way that protects and it's not yourself. always easy that's usually a bit of a transition as well yeah no yeah so it's not so if, if someone's had a quick transformation so mind you, I don't know if you can accuse Lana of that, mm. given that he went from Southampton into the Premier League, then he went to Liverpool, and he's but been he there w- a few years. He went, he so was, it's not like that, is it? It's not overnight. No, but the money he would have been getting, it was only it was a couple of but promotional in, seasons, and right. he was suddenly earning a lot of money. And, and he's came. still quite young. He's, how old is he? No, he's, he's at 26. Craig, how old is he? Craig? How old is Lallana? That's 26 is, is young, I'm afraid. 26, 27. Right. As a, as a man. As a man that's young. Yeah, he's young. You're going for a lot of transitions... In, for, in 27, 28, that was a big transition for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 21 typically is as well. In your mid-20s, yeah. right? And, and I know we'll have a lot of people that will be watching this that will be at that age group mm. and maybe people that are younger. Yeah. But at that age, you don't know what you don't know about who you are, where you fit into the world. But the world around you expects you to because you're in that yeah. age I found. I, I mean, found that difficult. But look at... Um, God, man, that's as we've, we've actually touched on this before. Mm. But a lot of footballers, when they're young, they do stupid things. And mm. you look at them and you go, why or why have you done that? 
that's you know why have you like what Barinio? Mm. Do you remember when Barinio and his move, and then all of a sudden he's on Twitter going, uh, was it you that was trying to sign? Was it Tottenham trying, yeah, to, sign trying him? to sign him? Yeah. And then he went on Twitter, didn't he? And, and was he, like, they're holding me back yeah. or whatever it was. And everyone's like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. This is stupid. It's like, he's a young man. He's a young guy in a situation we're not equipped to deal with. Exactly. It's it's so strange, and and you, I'm sure that he'll learn from that. Is, you, is the point? So it, it's difficult. You don't when you're in the public eye, you don't always get your second chance at that because yeah. you're judged. And that and, and look at the world right now. Anything moment that's happened, if you do a text out of context or you you make a mistake, you say something wrong uh, when when the video cameras are on on live TV. Th- there's no stopping that. But it's also it, it, it amplifies, yeah. and you get judged. And also, so it's difficult, really, because the the, the you know the, players get criticised also for, for for being boring in interviews. They get you yeah. know that straight bat in every answer. They're trained media trained, but because they get fucking crucified if they don't say anything yeah. out of the ordinary. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of people that are there just kind of almost waiting. waiting like vultures. Wait, he said that. What does that mean? Yeah. Maybe I can twist that. And yeah. actually, the way let's look, you know, let's not um, look at the way. I mean, we don't do this because it's not how our business is. But you see a lot of football media, um, sports publications around yeah. the world. The way they'll take an interview. And then what they'll do is they will kind of twist the context of that to create a headline that's gonna sell papers yep. or make people click on it. Yep, absolutely. There's loads of that stuff. One hundred percent. It's the old one where people go, "Oh my god, look at Manchester United's latest signing!" And obviously, Man United fans are like, "Fucking, I'll click on that. What's the signing?" It's like they've just signed a, a Malaysian drinks partner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or they've just brought in this new coach that's going to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And they're putting out a headline in order to get people to do it. Do think- so, so, so the role that the media, the role that a lot of the world plays, mm. it's probably not conducive towards people in the public eye to be giving and accommodating. Yeah. Do you think like when when the Sun produced that headline and the picture, when they had the picture and the headline in mind for Rooney, that they were thinking, we're doing the right thing by exposing this because it's solving the problem, it's helped solving some of the problems that are around England. No. Or are they thinking... We know exactly what our audience wants. This will make them buy this paper. This will make them click on that link. Yeah. Or, even more sinister, are they controlling? So are they using their position as influencers to control what the people say? And then once they've established that narrative, to feed it with sub-stories over the next few days. Ooh, that's much more likely. That's, I think that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, I was just wondering, it's you know, in, in your young, younger years, yeah. before, obviously, you're, you're having before a, a baby. Jacket, before then, and and... and yeah, shitty. Did you ever pretend that he was a footballer to pull a bird in a club? Um, let me think back. I, do you know what? I don't know if I do. However, uh, a good mate of mine mm. uh, was a guy called um, Hoggy. So right. I'll say. And he is actually... <laughs> Not a, his real name. No, he is. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a great footballer, right? Yeah. A great footballer. So he um, left foot like a wand and he played... I think he had a few league games, but uh, uh, essentially he played semi-pro. You know, great footballer. Yeah. And we were in Vegas once, and in Ve- he came out with this game, right? And on this game, I can tell you, so uh, part of it was, and the, but this was the football games, this mind trick game yeah, that yeah. he'd got from his football mates when they used to go out and speak yeah. to birds, right? Yeah, yeah. And what it essentially is, it's a coded message that... So what we'll do is we'll somehow we'll chat to a girl and yeah. we'll somehow make out that we're we've got some degree of psychic thing going on, right? right? And that uh, um, you can 
ultimately determine what's been said, right? And even though you just met, so I'll so, speak to the girl. I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, me and Flab, blah, 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 psychic. This so and so and so and so. She'll be like, oh, I don't believe it. Yeah. And then what happens is we start talking to her, and I've already established a couple of bits of information about her, mm. and then I just talk, but I. I talk about in a random way, but the the clue is the first letter of each word that I say starts to spell out the answer to something like what's her first pet. So say her first pet was called Goldie, right? I'd say something like... Yeah. <laughs> I'd start to say G would, you know, I'd yeah. be like, going on... Um, God, you'd have to be good at that. That's yeah, a lot of brain, yeah, but especially you, when you're drunk. Yeah, but you do get into a into a zone, right? right? So, so you basically give the answer, and then they get impressed. That is so, good. and we did, and so we ended up with these girls, and ended up spending the weekend with us in Vegas. The weekend, yeah, the weekend. Uh, player, well, sort of. Um, yeah, I, I, mine's less grammar to that. I just said I was Seb Larson. Who he's, <laughs> I was, uh, I was a reserve team footballer called Seb Larson at the time. who played in for Birmingham, right? Yeah. I remember him. That worked. Yeah, he used to hit the odd free kick. Actually, he's lying to lying to, lying to not get cool, in, no. to get into. No, I mean my end game. I didn't think I, I've never been a big liar. Though. I'm not a fan of lying uh, to further my ends. Actually, I did yeah, once. I did once right. um, pull. Um, well, in fact, probably didn't play it hard enough. But we met Robbie um, from Take That, Robbie Williams, and this was when. So I was like eighteen, and he was about a similar age. I think Take That had just started, yeah. and we were on holiday, and we uh, bumped into Cafe Del Mar, Cafe Mambo, whatever in, yeah, in yeah. Ibiza, yeah. and we ended up chatting to him and and hanging out with him a bit, right? Um, and he was dead sound and he was just young like us yeah. so we ended up um, seeing him out later in that club and then we ended up arranging to meet him at these rocks the next day and like diving off into this water and, um, with Robbie Williams with Robbie Williams you, you right? arranged a, to meet him dive into the sea yeah, yeah. rocks this is and, years and he turned up and he turned up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well he said we're going down to these rocks are down there come down right. it should be good um, and we went down there and we were it was funny because we'd got chatting, right? And and he was, and I'd seen this girl on the plane, yeah. right? And this girl looked like an ex-girl friend of mine that I'd aspired to, but I'd got with a bit aspired to call Lucy. Yeah. And this girl that we'd seen on the plane was had got a limp, right? So my friends obviously called her Limping Lucy. Right? <laughs> of course. So we were telling Robert about Limping Lucy, and and because we'd seen her, and he's like, oh yeah, like that, and he's like, right, let's go pull her now. So me and Robbie were going. With you pulled Limpin' Lucy with Robbie Williams. No, this is incredible. This was a this was what we were going to do. Right, but as we were walking to Limpin' Lucy, it yeah. was one of them where we were walking up, and I'm just thinking, obviously in complete panic mode, like this is surreal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only like 18, <laughs> something like that. So we're walking up towards Limpin' Lucy, just as she turns around and goes, like that. Oh. and me and Robbie are going. Uh, and then she kind of like limp runs past us and throws herself in throws herself into the arms of this far bigger stronger cooler more tanned long hair um, guy and so we we, we kind of went yeah yeah it's kind of that's that's not going to work now is it but what but she ran past Warby Williams more to the point well, she just know we were kind of. She didn't run right past us, you know. This is a three D environment. Have you spoken to Robbie much since? Um, no. Oh, no. I always quite like Robbie. But Williams. this is the day before um, WhatsApp linked. We've got a couple of pictures with him, um, which we've got. But again, this is before. I mean, this was like nineteen. This must have been nineteen ninety, fucking something like that. Um, yeah. So it was um, before like 
Facebook well, phones and you stuff tried. like that. That's the main yeah. thing. You tried. Got a few you stories come like up that, with actually. a devised vanilla what? ice was my favourite, but uh, vanilla we'll, ice. We'll do that another day. Okay, I'm, got, I'm only telling the vanilla ice story. All right, tell me if when you someone, stop recording and I'll tweet, No, if someone tweets us, with, or I'll ask for it with hashtag pod questions. All right, if you want to know the vanilla ice story. The, that, yeah. No, sorry, that was a vanilla story. Yeah. There's a much darker part to it. Is it very no, dark? No, no, no. It's it goes dark. No, vanilla ice. As you got a story ice about ice vanilla ice? ice. Yeah. Fucking okay, no, hell, I've got to hear that. Dubai, but New Year's Eve. How about we save that for next week? Yeah, I mean, that wasn't even a good story, was it? I told that you. was a great story. You went to put a woman with a limp. With yeah. Robbie Williams, yeah. and she ignored the pair of you and jumped into the arms of another man. That's a great story. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. English manager Sean Dyche and is it Dyche? Don't Craig just shrugs his shoulders. He doesn't know. Dyche. 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 And Tony Pulip. So they're mates. So they're, they're playing each other last night. Uh, they played uh, <laughs> what? Just FIFA? No, Call of Duty. West Brom and uh, Burnley are playing each other. Okay. And by the time the pod comes up, they would have played. Not as interesting. No, but that would be nice. Yeah, I imagine they were just teaming up uh, on on the pod. On a stripper. Oh, could you imagine that? Pulis and Deitch <laughs> just railing a bird. Like, like me and Robbie. Yes, but that would have been. I'd be fine. I'd watch that because Robbie Williams. <laughs> you have to. That. Well, if you had the opportunity to watch Robbie Williams have sex, you'd watch. I don't know if I would. There's some things, opportunities you don't get very often. And whether or not it's good or bad is irrelevant. Yeah. You've got to take these things when you okay. have an opportunity to find. Anyway, so uh, Sean Dyche and Tony Pulis, they've, they've been they're quite bitter about the influx of very forward-thinking and expressive managers. Uh, yeah. and, and I think they feel bit, a bit bitter that they haven't been offered the opportunity to manage at some of the top clubs in the country. And practically all of those jobs have gone to foreign managers. Right. Like Pochettino, like Klopp. Obviously, okay. Wenger's been here a long time, but okay. Guardiola. Yeah. Um, and they're quite bitter, the fact that they're stuck at Burnley and West Brom, respectively, I think. Okay. Um, and one of the well, things... I mean, is that's a little bit patronising to be bitter that they're that they're at these clubs surely they're kind of quite proud of their bodies of work at these clubs so I'm sure they are and they have a great relationship with the, with the fan base and stuff like that I think it's they a little thought... bit patronising I mean did they say this? Is this yeah. are you quoting them that saying I'm pissed off I'm stuck here at fucking Burnley I want to go no. man- I want to go and manage at Anfield or a big club well fuck this little listen, club. they're not saying that no, no. why are you putting words in? why have you turned into the sun? I'm not um, I'm not Although sometimes using some of the tactics the Sun use make for better content on a podcast. That <laughs> yeah. said, that said, Sean Dyche said this directly: "Talk about tactics all you want, but what we what uh, what have the super coaches really done? They've come in and said we're going to run harder. Klopp, Guardiola, Pochettino, Conte is a mixed bag. Sometimes absorbs, sometimes presses. You don't have to be a Europe uh, to be European to know. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once." It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A team's got to work hard. English managers were talking about it years ago. And he's talking about the revolution. It's a revolution. In 1938, they paid 433 in the World Cup final, but apparently 433 only came in the last years. So Dyche sounds a bit bitter there. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this is weird. Right, so, and, and Pulis said, just to end this part of, of, of just proof, Pulis said, they say Jurgen Klopp trains for three times a day in pre-season. Unbelievable, I've never thought of that. They came. In, they come into our country, they're sexy, they're new, they're bright. They're just... All right, I'll tell like, you what, okay? Yeah. So, it, it's a weird one, this, because when people are quoted and what they actually mean and what they said and, you know, who knows what the truth is. But... Yes. It does sound a tiny little bit bitter, right? <laughs> it, does, it does, you know. Can't and escape that fact. And, and they're kind of simplifying certain things like, I mean, saying hard work. Like, no one is sitting here going, fucking hell, Klopp says you've got to work hard. <sighs> That's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think anyone said that, have they? I think that, that that's not what Klopp, is that is that what Klopp's known for as being this a, a bringer of well, hard he's, work. He's known he's known he's known for implementing a system that requires hard work in order for yeah. it to be successful. Same as Pochettino. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But look, all right. An example would be that in the, an ex Southampton player, I think it might have been Lovren. Player Schneiderlin. Yeah, yeah Bernie played for Southampton. He said under Pochettino that in order to succeed under Pochettino, you need three lungs and two hearts. Right. Um, but he also played under who's that other guy? Oh, Brendan Rodgers. No, no. Um, oh, the other guy. The was it Pochettino? God, what's Nigel his name? Nigel, Nigel Atkins. Atkins. That's the one. He, he never said that under Nigel Atkins. So maybe Nigel Atkins didn't get him working as hard. Okay, as right. I've got something here. Right, yeah. I've got something here because he's talking about Guardiola, Klopp, Pochettino, and all these big names. Yes. Right? These sexy names. These super club sexy name managers, right? So, and I know that everyone loves when we talk about Huddersfield Town. Huddersfield manager's David Wagner. David Wagner was Klopp's B-team manager at Dortmund, right? And he was also, I think he's he's been working with Klopp for many years, best man at his wedding. Mm. Now, he's the Huddersfield manager. He became the Huddersfield manager halfway through last season, Mm -hmm. right? Now, what has become abundantly clear is that the Huddersfield Town players have never worked as hard as they have done beforehand. This is our first sexy manager. And even, is he actually sexy? Because he's not Klopp. He's not even been the first... He hasn't got the name. Yeah, he's not got the name. But he's foreign and he's come in and apparently his his body of of work and his ideas are kind of similar to Klopp's, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've noticed and that people are talking about is the fact that they're training. They have double, triple sessions all the time. And a lot of the players have been having to get used to this because what they're used to doing is having a lot of time off, 
right? Now, we've sat here with, just over there, Danny Gabidon. Yeah. And Danny Gabidon was talking about a lot of these former English managers. I think Neil Warnock was one of them. Yeah. There are a few more. And he was basically saying that they didn't go on the training pitch. Mm. They didn't... It was Gary Megson was one of the guys. Yeah. And they weren't working hard enough, essentially. Mm. That's one of the things that was said. Now, getting back to Wagner, what Wagner's also done, which I think is a clever way of doing this, right? I think it is. We've been doing shite since. But if, we play, if we're playing a game on a, an evening game, he trains us for the few days beforehand where he, you know, where he can. He'll train, make them train at 7.45, 8 o'clock at night. Mm. Um, or if we're playing an early kickoff, say we've got a Saturday at 12 o'clock, we'll train at 12 o'clock every day that week. The thinking, the logic being is that if your body starts to get used to training and uh, being at that time of day, yeah. you're going to be used to it rather than surprised by it. Of course. Now, I've seen this happen in MMA a lot. I've seen this happen in the UFC. Um, the UFC card, I forget if it's number two or three, whatever it was, but Michael Bisbin fought Dan Henderson in Manchester uh, maybe five or six weeks ago. Yeah. Now, because they wanted that to appeal to a West Coast audience in America, uh, rather than fighting at nine o'clock in the English time, which is what would be the, the decent thing to do, their cage walk uh, was at um, like 5 a.m. in the morning. In England? In England. That's mad. True story, right? True story. So, so that it would work for American audiences, yeah. right? And pay-per-view over there, right? So... Bisbin, Henderson, everyone that's fighting on that card, their method of logic that they applied, they didn't train during the day for England. They were sleeping up until midday and then they were going and training, but each of them was training at three, four o'clock in the morning so that their body, by the time they come through to the fight, would used to being active. Because if you didn't do, and then all of a sudden you're staying up that night, guess what? You're not going to be at your peak performance because your body's not used to it. So all, right. all I'm saying is I think that foreign managers potentially like this is the first time I've heard of this from Wagner who's a part of this Klopp thing mm-hmm. he's not a sexy manager but that's an example of him doing something that I've never heard of from any other Huddersfield Town manager I'm not saying this is a fact I'm saying based on what I can see aggressive thinking is what aggressive it is. thinking yeah um, just back on that thing one second why didn't they just fight in America well because um they try and do a certain amount of events in other parts of the world in order to grow the markets. Bisbean is obviously a British. Uh, British guy. They and the arena sold that in double quick time. Really? Yeah, really quick time. And and it works. Now they're obviously getting all the pay per view there mm. and people still turn up and watch. The arena was still absolutely banging. And it, it looked a great event. I didn't stay up and watch it live myself, but fair enough. I think um, I think the stuff with uh, Dyche and 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 Pulis, they're, they're simplifying the impact that some of these coaches have had over this bitterness, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so they've uh, what was it? They've they've talked about um, training and working doubly hard, like. Like they like that's not something that Pulis would do or think yeah. about doing. I'm sure it would. Everyone but works hard and trains hard. There but is a reason. Why, the reason why Liverpool are the second in the league currently isn't because they work hard. There's so much more to it, obviously. Mm. Um, so you know, otherwise the the team that run the most would win the league, and that isn't mm. the case each each and every year. Yeah. The, the the other thing I'd say with regards to that though is like I I can't help now. I've spent a good bit of time with um, people that are within the game. You know, I've. Uh, been fortunate enough to sit and watch an entire match of football with Hoddle, Ferdinand, Wrighty, so-and-so, and and just sit there chatting to them the whole way through that game, just like it'd be us three sitting here and watching it. 
Um, and although Glenn Audley is definitely one of the most intelligent and um, um, I think more forward-thinking guys, and he did. I mean, at Swindon, he was playing the sweeper and stuff like that, and three-five-two mm. at a time mm. when nobody else did. And I think um, sort of like splitting the wingers as well. I think he had these strange ways of yeah, not strange, but, but strange at the time. Yeah, exactly. So um, I wouldn't say that creative thinking is um, is something that we don't have whatsoever. Mm. However, what I would say is that I don't think that there's a in football in the UK, I think that we we are a bit behind actually in, in England, yeah. and I think you can see that with the national team. I think you can see that with the um, with the way that the national team and the, and the whole game's kind of structured and delivered here, and the way English teams are performing in in, in Europe to a certain extent as well. I should say. Yeah, but English players as well. I mean, yeah. crying out loud, like Gerard Lampard, all these guys, little world beaters when they were. Slipping it through to Fernando Torres, or or when he was great that year, yeah. or Drogba. With but it's, it's easy when you've got Makaleli and these people around you. But when they were then in the England team, they all look panicked and shy. So I mean, for me, and it's just my opinion, um, I think that Pulis and Dyche, uh, although they're quite successful managers to a degree, um, it sounds bitter. It does, and I think one interesting one is with Eddie Howe is the fact that he's, this is a young man who's he's, he's very progressive. Uh, he's naturally kind of got the, the virile nature that a, a manager in his young 30s should have and be open to new ideas and be ready to learn. And I think Eddie Howe is inevitably that he will get a job at a top job, at yeah. the top, uh, top club. Um, I think if Pochettino, anything happened to Pochettino, I'd love Eddie Howe yeah. to come to Tottenham. So that would be an interesting one because it'd be a juxtaposition, an English manager getting a job at the top. top, top. Yeah. You can understand their frustrations but, as well. But, but, I mean, crying out loud, right, to be honest, for a long time, um, English managers have been few and far between. Mm. The, the the most successful managers have tended to be in Scottish managers. Yeah. You know, you obviously look at Fergie, um, even the likes of Kenny Dalglish, George Graham, a jock. Yeah, you a yeah. and uh, well, if you go further back, Dave McKay won the league with Derby, another jock. Like yeah, and I, I'm sure that there's probably more of that. Um, my, my, my football life is terrible. Yeah. But um, I know there's been obviously a load of great Scot- Scottish managers. It even is. like Sooners, yeah. um, who, who won honours. Yeah. But, but I would say Scottish managers are better than English managers. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, just look at Ferguson. Um, yeah. What's next? I think, you know, What's next topic, Flav? Uh, Safe standing. So, big, big moment actually because the first time this tide's growing isn't it it's, it's been it's we've been, been talking about it for a while you've been passionate about it for a long time yeah I, I had a conversation with Tottenham actually about I'd say about four years ago now okay. and I the fighting cock I mention it every week but if you're a Spurs fan and don't listen to the fighting cock then, then, then download it you might enjoy it but the we did uh, we did a survey 2,500 people responded to the safe standing survey and we posted how many 2,500, okay. which is a, a fair amount to get yeah. a decent uh, yeah, idea about what the, the demographic of Tottenham fans uh, think about something like safe standing. And we, we posted one to the club and we hand-delivered one to, to ensure that they got it because we thought it was an important piece of work. And the club met us. They decided to meet us on the back of this because yeah. obviously we took it seriously. Yeah. We expected them to and they did. And I met with a safety officer, uh, a lady named Sue Tilling, who's a wonderful lady. Uh, very, I mean, that's without sarcasm. She's genuinely, a, you know, a good woman. Um, but her, her response was, Tottenham, the, the law on this isn't going to change. It's a non-star. 
And that was the attitude at clubs yeah. for a long time. And I think what's great about it is that fans have been talking about this, not letting it go. There's been great organisations like the, the, the road, Safe Standing Roadshow, mm. the Football Supporters Federation, mm. Bull Street, mm. Red Men, not Red Men, sorry, um, uh, and others just co- constantly been talking about this subject and not letting it go. Uh, and and three years later, the stadium have in it at Tottenham provisions for safe standing. So they've they've either that was the line I was given, yeah, or that's the most likely thing just yeah. to make me go away. But um, whatever's happened in the last three years, given the, the, uh, the sway of opinion and, and tide of opinions changing, and clubs like Tottenham have yeah. put provision in, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, look, it's it's human nature, sadly, um, that they're. People, most people tend to not be that receptive to change. No, <laughs> you know. I remember when the internet started; people thought that was a fad. You know, the like internet. people thought that was a fad at first. Yeah, but you know, people like what were they saying? You know, that never, internet thing. Yeah, they, they were. Fad. People were like, well, you know, and then and then what happened was you can get porn on it, and then they're like, <laughs> no, 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 people used to right. Well, I'm never gonna, you're never gonna buy anything on there. You're yeah. never gonna put your credit cards into there. Like, yeah. oh, I'll look at stuff, but I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. And now, now look where we are. Yeah. You know, and for. Businesses have always gone. Oh well, that thing. Now we'll never do that. No, we'll never do that thing. And in time, it changes because people's attention, um, the things that people are looking for, that evolves. You know, yeah. uh, young people that come uh, now. Ultimately, you know, us as well. You just you just glued to this, so now it's the yeah, mobile. Absolutely. You know, so so things change and culturally things change because people's attention and people's wants and desires kind of change with it. And mm-hmm. once numbers start to get there, all these traditional people that just want things to be the way that they were before, yeah, they have to kind of give up and and and, and concede. Mm. So the fact that you other people have been activists about that and have challenged it and have put it on the table has meant that it's become a bit more, a bit of a conversation to say yeah. Celtic do stuff, don't they? So it could have uh, the first, certainly at the top tier club, the first trial of uh, safe standing. So they well done, Celtic. In place there. They, they, I don't know the full story, so I don't want to tell it and get it wrong, but they got Hold that. on that, Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic. Celtic very much should be applauded, but they got... That we bring it back. <laughs> they got it. They got it through the back door. So it did. It was. It was a. They. They kind of put their. But it don't matter how they got it through. Where they got it. It's done, right? Right. So I want to find this story. It is interesting. Okay. But they. They basically put the. Basically. Basically. <laughs> what are you saying? This new word. What is this new word you've it, created? It means. Uh, means massively. Basic. Basic. Yeah. Okay. Basically, they. Um, they, they they managed to trick their local authority, the, the safety advisor, into that. He, he had to. Um, he put himself in a situation where he couldn't give the right answer. So it was something about about allowing access to the vomitaries. I'll, I'll find. Is this important? It's important because it took a manipulation of the system in order for to get this happen. But now right. it's happened. But now it's happened. It's oppressing the opening, and other people are able to it, use that. Exactly. And say, well, it works there because the interesting thing about safe standing. We did a podcast on this a while back with uh, Football Supporters Federation. Yeah, we talked about with it. Amanda and. Um, <laughs> I forget the guy's name. Really cool guy, though. Mm. Um, but we did a podcast on this, didn't we? I know him as well. Michael. 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 Michael from oh, Sunderland. Mike. How did we forget that? Yeah, Michael. Um, but uh, one of the things that they spoke about, because I remember the um, Lord Justice Taylor, yeah. Chief Justice Taylor, because mm. Hillsborough happened, didn't they? And essentially that was used as... 
a way to a way to justify making football stadiums all seaters and doing certain things. I think Is that it came, right? It came from a position of, of, of genuine goodwill and, and how do we make these places safer? So yeah. I think but, but ju- it, it ended up becoming a part of the same thing, didn't we? And I, it was almost like well, the Taylor Port's, it's not safe it became yeah the Taylor Report often is people look at it and think it's a bad thing but but it, it wasn't it was it was it was about changing and making football safer to remove hooliganism to uh, the, the terminology now you look at it and it, it says we, we aim to gentrify top football and make it right. a middle class sport so some of the things aren't that's what they correct, said in but the Justice Taylor Report yeah. like, how can you be classist like that we aim uh, to make it a middle class sport they said that yeah it is, the words are in there really yeah I think so yeah. what the fuck does that even mean we aim to make football a working just for middle class people not for middle class they, they, they wanted to remove the thuggish element which they presume came from, that. from yeah. the from the working classes let me let me check that out but let's okay. let's just say for the sake uh, for the sake of the conversation that their ultimate aim and i think this is even if they didn't use the words the fact that it has been gentrified yeah. and it has been it made it be made a middle class sport right um, but ultimately the place is safer and but, but we we've reached we've reached a time where um you know the, the teams aren't safe. Uh, they're much safer with safe standing, because people are injuring themselves. They are falling downstairs. They this is against the general will of football fans. So it is time to change. It is time to to accept that this is going to be an inevitable part of it and not fight it too much. I think just yeah. let, let's allow allow it to just. I mean, crying out loud, right? Um, if you've got I keep saying crying out loud. I don't know why. Fuck, do I keep saying it's that? Good, it's good, it's good phrase. But what, why does? Um, yeah, I just can't believe uh, in in this day and age that people don't have um, an area in a football match where if they want to stand up, that the, they can. Because you go to stadiums and people do. Yeah, of course. You know, every game, a- every stadium. So uh, if if people are going to do that anyway, why don't you have a place that people want to stand up can go? And but it's done safely. Yeah. You know, let's not leave huge spikes there. You know, let's not let's not. Uh, let's do it in a safe way, of course. Mm. But let's not say that you can't do it either, because people, when people score, people jump up, mm. and when you jump up and there's these little tiny seats around you, you're gonna fall. I've fallen over. over. Yeah, you scrape. So you that feels to me more dangerous than an area where you can stand and jump up and down, but you've not got things that are essentially gonna make you fall that way or that way. I don't mean it's logic though. This isn't a logic. Isn't what's stopping this. It's political aspect of it. Yeah, ultimately this needs to be a law passed to ensure that football clubs can actually do it so then yeah so which i get but all i'm saying is that logic right mm. what i've just spoke about there yeah you score a goal what do you do even if you're you know you see the odd old guy the odd old deer at the football and they don't want to be up and down all the time do mm. they they want to sit down and be comfortable and watch the game fine i'm mm. fine for that mm. um but equally some people when all of a sudden the ball goes they're going to be up like that looking you, you know yeah, it's yeah. a corner and you <laughs> all of the, oh you know you, this is what's happening at a football match mm. constantly so that by the seats is a little bit dangerous as well so i understand what you're saying um but it doesn't feel like the situation that we're in now is actually logical. No. So why don't we try and... The laws should be in favour of creating the best logical outcome yeah. rather than I think it's that, a law and we need to change I the law. I think all of the campaigning... So the law is, feels a bit out of date and Yeah, I think it's just they're not wanting to engage politically on this on this subject yeah. because it's difficult. Because they're scared They're scared. Well. 
But I think it's inevitable that now that that logical case has been pushed so hard yeah. that it can't be denied. And it's kind of a shame because... And this I, is when change tends to come. Yeah. When all of a sudden it gets to the point where it feels that you're actually stupid to not do this thing. Where, mm. At first, you know, if, if 10 years ago or four years ago when you turned up when I think we should have safe standing and you hand-delivered your note, they're not going to go, that's a great idea, Flav, mm. uh, let's change that. They're going to sit there and wait until a moment like now where, well, they're talking about doing it, they're talking about doing it, mm. they're talking about doing it, Celtic have done it, and actually... Yeah, maybe in this new thing that we're doing, if this is what our people want, maybe we should do that. Yeah, I mean, that's so, so maybe we're at that point now whereby it doesn't feel so stupid for them to do it because people don't like to stick their necks out, yeah. especially when they're in a in a conservative, and I don't mean the political party, but I mean a conservative don't like change yeah. kind of role, which is usually the elite that are very happy with the way things are and don't want to change because they ultimately like their position in the food chain. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a shame actually because this will happen. And it's a shame for for Liverpool because I think they're going to be the only clubs that won't do that it. Won't do it, and you can understand that. Yeah, it's such a tense and difficult issue, hard yeah. to talk about actually. But but but, but was but, that whole thing? And you know, I, I don't want to be. Um, I know we've not done a lot of research for this, so mm-hmm. if, if we're saying things that are wrong, I caveat it and I apologise for it. Mm-hmm. But was so some of the um, some of the changes that have that have that the, the the resolutions to to Hillsborough mm. and the vindication of the supporters, mm. uh, which has been a long time coming, yeah. does that change anything to do with the stadium thing? I, I think... So, so oh, ultimately oh, you're oh, saying oh. was the blame was with the police rather than yeah. the stadium design. And well, well, with the fans, yeah. It was with the way it was policed because they made a lot of people go through a gate when actually yeah. it should have been spread. Yeah, it's come out. That, that's... Categoric now, isn't yeah. it? That the police were to blame. Um, and the people have been vindicated. Yeah, I, I think it's become an easier subject to talk about. Right. For death, definitely. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the problem that, that, that Liverpool had is that it's such an emotive subject rather than one. It's too close. Yeah. And it is for the whole of football, though. Like, I mean, I was, I was watching. Um, so it was the FA Cup semi, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah. And I was at Huddersfield on the same day at the same. And I remember it's starting to emerge mm. uh, and people starting to talk about it mm. um, at the time and, and it was like you know yeah. because you go to the football every week you felt that it was a everyone felt that yeah I think maybe I may, because maybe because it was it was some you know I, I know why Liverpool can't engage and I know the spirit of Shankly are kind of they're currently canvassing their supporters and their members yeah. to 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 decide if they're allowed to have a position so this isn't right. even even saying this right. is what our position is going to be. How do yeah. you vote? Which way you should yeah. do it? They're try- they're voting currently to decide whether they even should have a position. Right. Okay. Because so, so that's completely the prerogative of Liverpool supporters yeah. and but, the club, mm. and it's for them to work out how they feel about that. Mm. Um, it's not our place to judge in any way, shape, or not form, all, other all. than to say that we understand whatever happens or whatever they think in that regard. Um, however. On a personal level, at Huddersfield Town, I'd like there to when I'm going to games, I'd like there to be a place where where we're able to stand. Yeah, um, that that's my. I think. What I I'd think like. ultimately, um, a thing about say that forget the words. And to be honest, sometimes I'd sit down. Yeah, you know, I yeah, would yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I think um, ultimately, if I know it's not get a paste in. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> nice sit down. <laughs> the I think ultimately it's got basically a case of not that the word standing is the issue, and actually we're moving towards safer stadium rather yeah. than standing just a standing yeah. stadium. I think that's the key. 
thing to remember. It, it was like back in those days, man. Football was chaos in the ground. It was yeah. chaos. There's no CCTV or anything like that. Mm. There's not even necessarily TV cameras there. You know, it's not like you know every game now has cameras on. Mm. But it was chaos. I remember teams coming and taking over our end. Yeah, I remember Man City fans like pouring through our thing like that and me just like it's literally fighting in lumps at the Spurs back. have got a famous yeah. song about it right. about when we Go did on, that I like this one what was it uh, it's um, it's I think it's, it's it's a story I don't it's a story about on Boxing Day uh, Spurs were playing um, awesome. it was in 1980 1980 or 81 Spurs were playing Arsenal mm. and it might not have been Boxing Day but it was another another game and at the time Ardiles and Villa were being booed because of the Argentine the conflict in Argentina okay, yeah. and the rule was that the, this, this, this Spurs hooligans had devised this thing where they were going to go into each side of the ends of the North Bank Yeah. so they were going to congregate on both so sides so this is quite organised yeah and yeah. as soon as yeah. Arsenal fans were whistling and booing that would be the key for them to just charge in and smash all the Arsenal fans up um, so and there and it's, there's a song, there's a, a couple of songs we have that are about taking over the, taking the North Bank in half a minute. It took us that long. Go on then. Um, well, my old man said, "Be an Arsenal fan." I said, "Fuck off, but you're s- sing it." Oh, what? Dude, just give me this a tune. You don't. My have to old man said, "Be an Arsenal fan." I said, "Fuck off, bollocks, you're a cunt." We <laughs> took the North Bank in half a minute. We took the shed with Chelsea in it. We hammered the hammers with knives and spanners. <laughs> QPR did not know where to run. That's that kind of thing. That's a good song. It is good. I mean, I don't. I'm not a yeah, big, I'm not a fan of violence. Well, in a couple of years' time, that'll be. You know, you won't be able to sing about but everyone's like that somehow. Yeah, um, we, we have one, and, and I can't remember words to it, but it's. Um, it's got this bit where it's got We're all lads around the bend Nobody takes the cow shed end That's the kind of tune for it There's something about great football, today. great football songs that aren't about the football team My favourite football songs are never about the players on the pitch right? They're never about the, my, my, the, the, my, the favourite song is the exact same tune as that at the right. moment is um, is uh, um, my favourite song. We sang it in France. We sang it in Spain. We sing in the sun and we sang in the rain. They tried to stop us, but look what we did. The thing I love most is being a yid. Right. So the yid, yid song, uh, yid, the yid word, massively contentious. Yeah. Let's not get into that. This is- what the hell are they saying? This is Sheffield United song. It's called Greasy Chip Butty. <laughs> oh, Greasy Chip Butty. It sounds yeah. great when I say There are some great songs but like they're, that. They're, they're about the culture around the club yeah. rather than... Uh, I just think it's an amazing thing. I like thing. when Birmingham sings shit on the villa. That's yeah. always fun. Yeah, it um, is. And their end of the road song sounds good, but yeah. There's some great... We should actually do one on... on I don't know how it'd be easy it'd be to mix the music in but we should talk about our favourite football songs because yeah. there's, there's some amazing tunes. Yeah, um, yeah. Old songs that, that teams have. Yeah. Um, there's other than You'll Never Walk Alone and Blowing Bubbles, which seem to be... They're anthems, the really, yeah. they? but they're just kind of... They wind everyone else up when you hear them. Like, mm. Leeds have got Marching On Together, which winds me up. Blue Moon, Man City, that winds me up. Yeah. Um, what else? Don't know any of the Huddersfield ones. Well, Huddersfield's... Uh, we've got an amazing one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit of dick. <laughs> you are a dick. Oh, yeah. That's what you do. 
All right, that's what I do, it's isn't good, it? Good pod. Oh, we're talking about Conor McGregor. Oh, oh. all right, now, let's do Conor McGregor. What? Just... Conor McGregor? Yeah. Oh, God, do you want to talk about that? What time is it? It's Conor time. Was that that's 20 to 3 right on your phone? Now. I don't... Um... What time is it? Half, half six. Half six. Are we all right? Um, hang on, let me just check. Two seconds, I'm worried about my mates just being outside... I'll have to bring them in if they are. But yeah, let's start about Conor McGregor then because we were having a little argument, weren't we? Um, upstairs. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I remember now. Yeah. So McGregor versus um, Mayweather. Mayweather. So you're. So this is what. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go, go on. on. You Do you want to start? Words in my mouth. You, what, no, you this start. is what you said. What right? did I say? You said. I said they should fight each other if they've got to fight each other. I think it's a circus. Yeah. But they. You it, said they should fight. They should fight in, in both the, disciplines. In, so you, you're, what you're saying is that Conor McGregor and Mayweather should fight yep. if they've got a fight. That they should fight once in the uh, boxing ring, and once in, in boxing rules, and then once in the cage. Right, and you in started, the cage rules. Yeah, and you started. You said McGregor would smash Mayweather. And we, no, no, we should, no, no, actually, no, I didn't say well, that. Hang on, hang on. Child. We said it. I should, we should cut. This is from our positions. Is I'm a big boxing fan. Matt likes boxing as well, but, but you're boxing. a big MMA fan. I you're, love boxing, but MMA's um, superseded it. And ultimately, now. what we've got is a bit of fanboyism from both of our sides here, right? <laughs> so, but you, what so you said are. in the office, you said Mayweather would destroy. No, no, sorry, no, 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 no. McGregor <laughs> would destroy Mayweather in the octagon. Let me tell you what I said. Go on then. I, what I said. What did you say? Come in here telling me what I said. All right, I'm I'll tell you what apologies. I said. What I said was there's no point in them fighting in the octagon. Yes, you did say that. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. Because McGregor would run through him in that regard. Absolutely. Like a hot knife through butter. Absolutely. If after years and years and years of just fighting like that, you're not seeing kicks coming. Not only are you not seeing kicks come in, you're not equipped to deal with stabbing, oblique kicks yep. that catch you just above the knee and take away your ability to throw a punch. Yep. Nor are you able to defend someone that Wrestling just kind of well. like a single leg and, gra- and and takes you down. Get it, I and, get it. and then you're definitely not going to be, be able to control I'm posture. I'm not arguing this. Yeah, I know, but for anybody out there just in case that doesn't know. understand it, were they to fight in the octagon, there's no point. There is no a, point. There is a point because no, there's no point because it there's no be, point them it's in not boxing safe either for, for for Floyd. There's not no point of them in boxing either. Well, that's where I disagree because right, you if you oh, would take a, let's do this. You, you you would take away. Is this our first argument? Feels like it. You sorry, two seconds. So he's fighting cocks calling. Yeah, Rick. I don't want to do the podcast anymore, Rick. I'm doing another podcast. I hate right you, Rick. now, but um, I'm going to get you in two seconds. All right, but. I'll make it in the edit. Go on. Um, Mayweather, uh, sorry, McGregor's power be, would be significantly reduced by the the, the gloves, ten ounce gloves, right? Are we fighting in boxing now? Yes. Or are we fighting in yeah. the octagon? Yeah, he can't kick, which is one of his is one of his things. Yeah. And so if this is if they fought in the octagon, there is no 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 that we agreed boxing. we agreed that Mayweather oh, so you're saying get that Connor cannot, but you're saying Connor okay. could cope with Mayweather in the ring, and that's impossible. He Go on then. So, so you tell me this one. Firstly, his left hand is is great. He's powerful, McGregor's right. His left hand's powerful, but he's he's the, the the power at which he can use that shot and the effect they will have is, is reduced because of the gloves, right? Yeah, so that's one aspect. So, yeah, the, the, no the gloves in, in MMA are, are four to six pounds or something like that. The, and I in, think and in boxing, they might be twelve or ten or twelve. Yeah, it sounds about twelve. Might be about right. I forget the exact numbers, but one's a lot more spongy, and therefore, if you get hit, it doesn't hurt as much. You're it right. doesn't hurt as much, and that's why they argue that actually so you the can gloves, do more damage with a boxing glove commu- yeah. cumulatively than yeah. you can MMA mix. Stick but to the point, though. My point is. That uh, so you you take that that one of these angles away. You take the fact that you can't kick 
out of it, yeah. right? Then you've just got two people using their fists. Yeah. There is no boxer alive at his weight category that can beat Mayweather. So in what world can Conor McGregor learn how to box again properly yeah. and, 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 and yeah. cope with the best boxer in the world? Okay, so you're saying that basically Floyd Mayweather would blaze through Conor in a boxing match. He right? would batter him. He, he may not knock him out because his chin might be durable, but he'd leave him in a terrible state. Right, okay. So what I'd say to that is, is one... I don't. I, Floyd Mayweather doesn't knock people out. No, fair enough. Does he? No. I mean, he does obviously every now and again, but the he's more of a defensive, time. clever boxer. Yes, and he's a great boxer. And One no one's managed to beat him, and you can't dispute that, mm-hmm. right? Fine. Now, just to sit there and dismiss Conor, though. So I'm not saying Conor would definitely beat him at boxing. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it would be a fair fight. So one, Conor was a boxer as a youngster and he's now in MMA. He still trains boxing. He still does yards of boxing. And to be honest with you, if you watch his striking in the UFC, you can see that his striking's phenomenal. And as well as it being phenomenal and technically very good, mm. he has this timing, this rare combination of timing and power that means that maybe maybe he's the kind of guy that if he did land on Mayweather would do damage because Conor knocks people out simple as that that timing doesn't lie that accuracy doesn't lie that power doesn't lie so all I'm saying is that he's he's a far better boxer than Mayweather will ever be in mixed martial arts so there's a fight I think there's a fight that could happen you know, it wouldn't be one-sided, is what I'm saying. Would. It's hard to beat the best, but it wouldn't necessarily be one-sided. The other if thing, though... If didn't knock him out. The other thing, though... 12, 12 you, 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 you can't my, go out the whole... No, no, I can't. No, this is my response to what you were saying. Your Flav. response is going to wait how long? Flav. And I'm going to forget bits that Flav. you said. Flav. I promise, this is why I always lose Flav. arguments with my girlfriend, because she says loads of stuff and I never remember what to say back. Flav. What? The other thing... Yeah. Do you remember when we did the podcast with Michael Venom Page? Yes. What did he tell you about sparring with Chris Eubank Jr.? He said he smashed him up. Why did he say he smashed him up? Can't remember. Well, he said why, because in boxing, you, the, everything that you have to deal with comes from an orthodox stance, yeah? Your guard's up, and you're punching, the movement, it's all kind of, it's a set system, ultimately. Yeah. Now, why, when Michael Venom Page was talking, and you should look up MVP if you don't know who he is, uh, he's amazing. So download MVP, well. yeah, download the podcast, uh, but he talks about, it's his style's hands down. So ultimately, everything he does comes from his hands at a different point of view. Mm. And and the, um, I think what he was saying was Chris Eubank was struggling to cope with the angles and the fakes and the way that he kind of moves in that regard. Because when you're used to this, and then all of a sudden things are kind of coming from a different place and these kind of things, that that was causing him problems that, that he couldn't work out. Mm. So all I'm saying is that Connor is a fighter that fights with a very different stance. It's something that Mayweather won't have seen very often. And maybe those angles could have some kind of effect. So that's the other reason why I think it might be a contest that wouldn't necessarily be a one-way contest. Mm. But the the third bit is that I would not bet against Conor McGregor. Oh, Because Conor McGregor has, listen to me, this guy right now is bigger than Ronaldo. He's, He's like our Muhammad Ali. What he has done... Um, in this last few years has been nothing short of incredible and every single time what he's done he's put himself out there he's taken fights on short notice he's gone up from 145 and fought people at 170 he's fought these people uh, on 12 days notice and every single time there's been an obstacle that is in his path is ultimately 
he's ultimately overcome that obstacle. The latest one, so because Connor's a striker, people said he can't wrestle, he's not going to do well against a wrestler. He just fought the archetypal power wrestler who just knocked out the previous champion mm. and he fought Eddie Alvarez and everybody, including myself, was like, maybe this is the one, this is the kind of guy that can take him down, that can grind on him and that can wear him out for five rounds just dominating his posture with wrestling. Mm. And what did Connor do? He made him look like a fool. The guy yeah. couldn't take him down and he just landed that he's left. He's fighting wrestlers. He's fighting wrestlers, whereas Mayweather would slip that left hand all day, pap him pap, 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 in, in the, uh, with his jab, straight right or leave right, yeah. and McGregor will be all at sea. So, so that, I think, would be a beautiful thing to see. Now, I'm, so I'm not saying Conor would beat him. All I'm saying is that would be a fight. And, and it's a fight that, just let me tell you, would be the biggest ever pay-per-view in world sports history. Yeah, it would. Bar none. Mm. So... We live in the entertainment age. Let's make the fight. Uh-huh. I'd love to see that fight. Imagine the hype. Imagine the chat. It would Imagine be it. It'd be fucking awesome. It would be, a, in my opinion, a freak show. They may have to do both things, but it would be... What's the size of Mayweather? How tall is he? Who's bigger? Compar- what comparable. did he fight at? What was his best fight? He, he was a super middleweight. Uh, sorry, a uh, welterweight. A welterweight? Yeah. So is what? He fought, uh, is that 170 in boxing? Uh, I think it's 147. Mayweather, um, but they're about the same. One, 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 four, seven. One, four, seven. And then so McGregor fights at one, four, five. I'd be interested to know his height. Where's his? Is five? five foot eight? So they're a very similar height and similar reach. Mm. Actually, yeah. No, they're a perfect weight for each other. Yeah. But, uh, Super featherweight, lightweight, middleweight. Yeah, they are perfect size. It'd be interesting to see who's got that best. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see them square up. Well, if it, if it happens, or even because maybe they're both talking about each other, and that's all you need generally a will to get these things done. It's the money, mate. They're both motivated by money. Absolutely. And um, I think that that would be a great fight rather than a one way one way fight. Well, look, there's something there. Look, I, I'm willing to concede on some of your points. Shall we have about a fight? That? No. A little wrestle? Uh, you know, see what happened to you earlier. What happened? I bit you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, look, thank you very much for listening, watching. Yep. Remember to leave reviews. I know we beg for reviews, but do you know what? I need some. I need to know people out there listening. Yeah, and and, and liking. So what I subscribe do. on iTunes. Uh, all the back catalogs on there. We also do a little bit of extra bonus content. You you might not get all of our content on the video form. Yep, we're talking about that. Oh, we should think about the best ways. Yeah, so people watch it. We know that people don't watch it all because you can see analytics. Well, and it's but, a long time. But, but who does watch all of anything? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I even turned Game off of Thrones. Planet Planet Earth two. I thought. I had about sixty percent retention rate on Planet Earth, Planet Earth Two. <laughs> there you go. So, so what we kind of, I think, what we want to know is um, those that watch it on YouTube. Mm. Do you like watching the whole thing? Would you prefer it if we just put up three or four short videos, or would you just prefer a highlights video that might be about? Yeah, fifteen minutes, or, or we might take one really good subject that we we think we, we've covered well and put that up. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, yeah. I, I've got. It my is an hour of, too long to as a video? But oh, it maybe oh, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah Can you let us know and let us know either way on that one? Yeah, um, I think that'll should be useful. at the beginning. We really should. Yeah, because like the people that are still here will want it. <laughs> Shall we? Can we not cut that and put it at the beginning? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, we're gonna, what we're going to do is now we're going to edit, we're going to shoot something and put that at the beginning. So see you all at the far post. Good. Um, what, how would we do if we wanted to just slip that in the beginning before it starts? It needs to be really quick though.
Mike, can't, you can just sit there, can't you? And can't, are you going to do an intro to the pod as well? No, but, but that, the I intro to the pod will do. But yeah. the audio, we've kind of, but we just, don't need to do an intro video intro. Because that's okay. kind of like, no, you just no, no, it's it. for, yeah. But, what I was going to say is what we could do is we could do the intro for the pod now, which kind of goes, before this podcast, before this video starts, yeah. we want you to, we've uploaded it three times now as a full thing. Mm. Let us know if that's too long, if you like it that long and you couldn't so live without it. So we do it to the camera? Yeah. Okay. Or if thirdly, if you'd like us to just kind of put up our best five or ten minutes, mm. let us know and we'll see what happens. All right, cool. Yeah. Go on then. So hit record again and then we'll just pick it up. Keep it in, I'll cut it. All right, cool. Okay. What's your which camera? The wide? Yeah. That's that one. Are you going? Yeah. Hi, this is Flav and Matt from the Long Ball Street podcast. That sounds like some sort of mid morning matters. That's what I'm trying to sound like. That. Okay. We make our. Podcast. Are you weeping from your penis? <laughs> we, we make our podcast. Both in video and audio formats. Yeah, we do. Um, and we have an important question for you, the listener slash viewer. Yeah. We Go want on. you to know. We, we want to know, do we put out the whole podcast? Is it too long? Too long. Or, or, or should we put out a 15-minute segment of the best part of the pod? The, the highlights, uh, if you will. Or should we put out multiple videos? Maybe wow. three or four. What? So break up the hour into four 15-minute pieces? Yeah, we're asking you because we don't know. We, mm. don't, we don't have a clue. We should know, this yeah. is our industry, but we don't. Yeah, so so let us know what you like, because Flav, um, Flav doesn't even watch a full football match without mm. going off and... For a tug. <laughs> <laughs> so we understand that you might need to have a... Um, a tug or two. Tug or two. Just open that on another tab, then. Yeah. Yeah, just get your porn on one tab and get this on the other one. It says man of experience. Yeah, I like multiple tabs, four or five different niches of porn <laughs> I can flip, flip between them. <laughs> You've been going on all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So is that done? Does that do it? In fact, oh, no. We did just say Anyway. Anyway. Let us know in the comments below. Yep. Now on with the show. On with the show. Did you get that? Yeah. Let I'm us know in the th- comments below on with the show. On with the show. Just take your best take of that. All right. Yeah. See you at the, see the front post. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.